seeing a lot of different communities was something that, especially in say fifth grade, I think Mrs. Davis was really great about raising questions about like the world beyond Moncton um, in a way that was really necessary and important. Um, so I think having, in a lot of ways, I think even her, her class was part of what sparked interest in, in seeing more of the world. Um, but I think between Mrs. Davis and say our foreign language teachers and all of that, just getting a sense of like the importance of trying to really intentionally learn and ask questions about the places where you find yourselves. Cause I think it's really easy to, to travel and to just like do 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 and, and like kind of float through it and enjoy it. And I think St. James was because it was so good at encouraging us to ask questions and, and also to, to learn from the environment around you. Um, I think that was a helpful skill in a lot of ways and trying to like understand where I was and just kind of like take it in rather than um, just powering through, enjoying it and then maybe not really understanding, not trying to understand where I was. Welcome to the St. James Academy podcast, commemorating the 200th anniversary of the founding of St. James Academy. In this episode, the Student Council interviewed Katie Bullard, class of 2007. Katie has traveled around the world educating children and immersing herself in education policy. She has recently returned to DC in order to apply those same skills in the DC area. Katie's passion for teaching and love for St. James Academy shown throughout this interview. Stay tuned after the interview to hear how you can get involved with the 1821 St. James Academy commemoration. What is policy, education policy? Because I think the kids really just don't connect with that and how that has anything to do with being a teacher, you know, or anything that, that would be in their experience. No, that's such a good question. And I think that's probably part of why it was certainly not on my radar until recently, kind of, is that it is this sort of like nebulous concept. Um, but so I, right now I have kind of two jobs, um, but one of them is looking at like what, what helps teachers be good teacher? Like what is the, what do we know about what helps teachers teach better and help students learn better? So like what research has been done, what evidence is there about how teachers can better support their students and how schools and principals and, and kind of law can better support teachers. And then working, kind of thinking about that in, the con in low income contexts um, and in fragile country, like in humanitarian settings and all that, thinking about like, how can we, what do teachers need? And then thinking backwards almost about like, what resources do we need to be providing? What should schools be doing? What should school districts be doing to support schools? Um, all of that. So it's sort of like looking at starting with the teacher and starting with students, but then stepping back and back to see like who needs to be doing something like very far removed to help create the resources and the opportunities for students and teachers to be to be doing better. Um, so I think that's that's part of it. And then my other work is focused on refugee, right now on refugee education. Um, so looking at like young, for thinking about young refugee children, um, especially in humanitarian contexts, um, what do those children need? Like knowing that when you're really young and terrible things happen that can have really awful impacts on your 
health and your learning and all that for, for many years to come. So thinking about how to better support those teachers um, who are working with these young kids. And so my work for that right now is more of like talking to different organizations, asking them to maybe like fund these. So we've designed programs kind of in a general way, but now we're talking to different experts who have spent years studying this um, to get their input and then talking to donors about like, we have this idea, like, will you give us some money for it? Um, so it's a very, um, it's kind of working through those different stages of that process of like, first you do the research to understand what the problem is and then design the program based on that and then work with funders and policymakers. Um, but it's all sort of like looking back, like the goal is always thinking about what's happening in the classroom and how to make that better for, for students and for teachers. So Mrs. Bullard, how has your life been from St. James to now? Oh, you can definitely call me Katie. Um, it's been it's been good, I guess. <laughs> um, I think so much of what I've done since St. James has been um, very focused on education and in every way, I think that really comes down to thinking about how much I loved my experience of St. James um, and realizing that most people don't love school that way, but everyone should get the chance to love school that way. Um, so a lot of my work has just been been focused on figuring out how to support making schools safe and joyful spaces because as I'm sure you all feel it's also just very much a safe and joyful space and it was such a gift to, to have that growing up um, and everyone should have that. What about SJA makes you smile? Oh good question. Um, so much of it. I just spent last night hanging out with a friend who lives like a 15 minute walk from me who is one of my best friends at St. James. Um, who was also on student council, who is just, you know, a close, close friend from there. Um, and to this day, all of my dearest friends are people I've known since kindergarten. And that is, I think, really rare and a, a huge gift. Um, and St. James, I think it's so special in that way. Um, my brother, a lot of his classmates are the same way that they're just longstanding friendships from that. Um, and I think to see that community last that way is, a rare and special thing. Um, but I also just, there was just so much about being at St. James that was so fun and so comfy. Um, like I just remember walking into the, what used to be called the parish hall, I think it's now called the McDonald hall. And every day and it was just like, oh, this just feels like home. Um, so I think just having that sense of, of belonging is a really special thing. When you were at SJ, um, what was your most memorable experience or memory you have, like just something regular or like a big thing that happened at school? Oh, that's a good question. I think, I think of the best example, but there was so much about fifth grade that was just like so great. Um, Mrs. Davis was my teacher and she was just really great about making learning come alive in a very exciting way. Like when we learned about, um, the like different, I don't know, just anytime we learned about anything, it was like we were out and about. Um, so even I think learning about like statehood or those types of learning about government, we were like separated into different, our desks were like put in separate countries. And I was the president of, of my country desks. And then someone looked at someone else's paper when they weren't supposed to. And then it was on me as the president to be responsible for that. And it was like, oh gosh, so leadership in that way and learning how hard that is, even when it's just about desk. Um, but I think just everything about everything about that year was 
was really just, I think, made learning feel very um, real and present in a way that was very exciting. Why do you think, like coming from, you know, when you went to high school, why do you think you were so close with your St. James friends instead of like your high school friends? I bet you were still really close with your high school friends, but what made you like so attached to your St. James friends? That is such a good question. And I remarkably have never really thought about that. Um, I think part of it is just like in having conversations with my St. James friends, it's like we all just like we're we're starting from the same place. You never have to explain anything because every, we were all just there for every story that any of us would be telling, um, which is kind of a neat, neat thing. Um, and I think there's also just something incredibly special about knowing each other's families in the way that you do through St. James, um, because now it's like seeing my friend's parents, it's like seeing aunts or uncles or something where it's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while and I'm so excited to see you. And it's just such a special thing um, that I think when you meet people later in life, you just don't have that. Um, and I also, yeah, I think St. James was just really good about instilling in everyone some of the same same loves about the same things um, and same commitments to the same things. And so as much as everyone obviously grows and changes over time to see that everyone's part is still very much, I think, rooted in the same things is a really, a really neat thing to see. So when you went from middle school to high school, what skills do you think SJA helped foster that really benefited you in high school? Mm, good question. Um, I think academically, having good writing skills, I think St. James was a great place for that. Um, more generally, I think just being exciting, excited about school is a really good thing to go into high school feeling um, and being open to asking a lot of questions um, because especially when you're in a new place, it's like you have a lot of academic questions, but you've also just need to know like how things work. And I think St. James was such a, an open place to just go ask your teacher or anything like that. And that was a huge skill, um, certainly in high school, but even in college to feel comfortable, like going up to professors or asking for help when I needed it. Um, I think St. James is really good about making that feel normal and like what you should be doing. Uh, so how has your St. James experience impacted how you live your life? Like any lifelong lessons or something? Mm, um, that's a good question. I think St. James has instilled and I think me and a lot of my friends is a really strong interest in in education in some way and in service in some way um, so almost all of my St. James friends either do now work in education or at some point have taught or worked in education which I think is is a testament to how much the experience we had there just made us care about learning and enjoying that um, but also I, almost everyone from from St. James works in public interest in some way, all of my friends. Um, and I think that's neat to see the way that different passions that people had starting at a young age have, I think it just really fostered that in different ways. Um, so I think that's that's a big part of it. Yeah, and I think just St. James is very intentional about making you think about the way your actions influence the community. I don't know how, I can't remember how often we would recite the honor code, but I think that like in a surprising way it does stick. Um, so that that helps. Um, and yeah, I think just having having that community forever is really, it's just, it's such a gift. It's one of those things where I think at this point, that group of friends were all like, well, isn't this just like the best thing that could have happened to us that our parents chose this school and we will still have each other forever.
Um, what's the earliest memory from St. James? I don't know um, what grade you started, but when's your, what's your earliest memory that you remember? Good question. I started in kindergarten. Um, and when I was in kindergarten, you had, there was like a, a rug with different animals and you had your assigned animal to sit on. So I had the butterfly, which was a big win, I'll say it. Um, but the, I think you got to like, share exciting things. So I think my earliest St. James memory is sharing from the rug um, about my family, like moving to a, to a new house, um, just being excited to be with my classmates and share this fun news. So that was probably my earliest memory of just being on my, my butterfly spot. So I heard you mention you had a brother. Did you see that his experience, I believe that St. James, did you see that it was similar to yours? My brother and I are very different. So I think we had very different experiences, but he also, I think there were things about St. James that were like extra great for him that, that I liked, but that weren't like my favorite part. Um, so he's like great at math and like an incredible athlete. And so I think he loved the mathletes and just, there were a lot of things that he really loved that I liked mathletes, but I was not particularly good at it. Um, or like I liked the sports, but I was not amazing at them. And I think seeing him being really good at those things was was neat to see. But yeah, we were we're very different in, in a lot of ways. But I think he also really appreciated so much of that experience. Um, Katie, I'm sorry to interject, but I wanted to um, say just to remind you that these the eighth graders are just about to leave St. James and go on to their high schools, which is why they're asking some of these questions. And maybe you can tell them what your education path was sort of following St. James. Yes. Yeah, so I went to Bryn Mawr for high school, um, which is a it was it was, I couldn't decide where I wanted to go. And my parents one day were just like, you cannot leave the dinner table until you decide. So I just chose there so I could leave the table. Um, so it's a very, it was a very different environment from, from St. James. And I think in some ways it, it helped me realize how much I appreciated how nurturing and loving and like cozy St. James was because not all schools are like that. Um, but I think it was also in many ways a great place. Um, and it just, I think, allowed allowed me and all of my friends who went there from St. James to, in, in my grade and in other grades, um, to, I think, feel like a lot of the things about, like, asking questions or being interested in service and all of that, it was a great place to, to follow that. Um, and then after that, I went to undergrad for Peace and Justice Studies, um, which is, like, pretty warm and fuzzy, but it was mostly just focused on um, education internationally, which was really fun. So... Yeah, so it's a hard decision. I don't know. Are you making that decision now? Have you already decided where you're going? I guess you've probably already decided. Yeah, we've already decided. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations. That's exciting to be looking forward to that. Um, so Miss Fowler told us that you had a really interesting life after you had graduated from St. James Academy. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that, about what you did afterward? Sure. So I, after high school, um, in college, I knew I wanted to do something with international education, or I thought I wanted to do that, but I had never left the country before. So my first attempt was to try to leave the country to make sure I actually did want to do international education. Um, so I spent some time in South Africa. Um, and then I ended up studying abroad for like half of college just because why not? So um, I was in Kenya for a semester, Switzerland for a year, 
And in both of those, trying to learn more about um, education, both like in the classroom sort of, but then also from a policy side and a research side, trying to understand um, how education systems and schools end up the way they do and how teachers can be better supported and all of that. Um, so that was good confirmation that I did in fact want to do international education work. Um, so then after I finished college, I went back to South Africa for a year. And there I taught in a um, high school and high school in South Africa is eighth grade to 12th grade. Um, so taught English in a high school and did some after school work, um, mostly with girls on poetry and creative writing and those types of things, um, which was really, really fun. Um, and again, seeing all these different schools is a reminder of, of how kind of special St. James is and just its sense of community and warmth and all of that. Um, and then from there, I spent um, a six months in Bangladesh working at a women's university with women from all over the Middle East and Asia. Um, and so that was interesting because so many of them had been grown up as refugees in a lot of cases um, or just grown up in really challenging circumstances, which um, I think seeing how how many of them had almost like a few of them had actually not gone to formal school until university. Um, and so seeing just once again, how, how special it was to have an education like St. James and like Bryn Mawr where there was so much support whenever we needed it. Um, and the sense that that should be what every student has, but in reality is what very few students get right now. Um, so that was really, really interesting to see and just an incredible group of, of young women um, at that university. And then I did my master's in international education policy and then um, went to Sierra Leone for a little while working for an education um, nonprofit, um, which was interesting and challenging. And again, just highlighted how, how rare this kind of education that you love so much um, can be. And then moved to DC um, two years ago to work more on education policy and research. So that's where I am now. That's crazy. That's just amazing. I definitely want to travel when I'm older. Yeah. Do you have any spots top of your list? I want to go to Northern Italy, like really bad. Um, a question is I have for you is, do you ever like go back to St. James to visit the campus? I haven't been in a little while. So my family moved away from, from Maryland. So it's a little trickier to go, but I do occasionally um, when I am visiting and so some of my friends still live in Baltimore, like in more so in the city, but um, sometimes I'll go with them to visit their parents. And then I will often force us to go on a little walk around campus. Um, so I haven't been inside for a while. I think I went to the Christmas shop a few years ago. I can't remember when that was, but I loved the Christmas shop when I was a student. So um, <laughs> I definitely made us go back fairly recently for that, but it was in the, in the pre-COVID time. So it's been a couple of years. Uh, looking back, what did you think you're going to do when you grew up? Mm, that is a good question. Um, once I got past the American Idol phase where I was convinced that that was my future, I um, there was a period when I thought I would want to be a teacher, and I still sometimes think about that. Um, I think, yeah, that's a good question. I think most of my pre-teacher, most of my like what I want to do when I grow up ideas were very unrealistic of like American Idol winner and professional soccer player, which were not maybe feasible for me. So, um, so beyond that, it was mostly just maybe teaching, um, 
I don't know, surely I had some other more realistic thought at some point, but I don't remember what it was. Katie, maybe you could say something about the girls soccer league that you're working with or the group that, um, Girls for Soccer, I'm trying to remember what it was called. So I, yeah, I don't knew a ton very closely with them, but um, in the fall, I was just supporting a fundraiser for um, Soccer Without Borders, which is this really interesting organization that has, um, they have offices all over, um, but their Boston office in particular works with a lot of newly settled refugees um, and they um, support, you kind of use soccer as a way of, um, of, yeah, these will be the pluses that you'll have to edit on to, of um, kind of helping students integrate into the US. Um, so I don't know, I don't work very closely with them, but um, I was just doing some fundraising with them over the fall um, because they do really exciting work. And I think especially in COVID, a lot of that programming hasn't gotten as much support because of course, a lot of attention has been on other things as, <laughs> as we can understand. Um, so you said you played soccer. Did you play any other sports at either Bryn Mawr or St. James? Um, I also played lacrosse at St. James. Um, I think I played a winter sport, but I don't remember what it was. Um, I think, and at Bryn Mawr, I played indoor soccer while that lasted, which it eventually went away, which was sad. Um, but in high school, a big downer, girls a lot of the girls sports are in the fall and there aren't that many good spring ones. So like tennis only in the fall, but then it's at the same time as all the other good sports. Sad news, so. Um, so you said you had Miss Davis and I'm sure since you've talked about her a lot, that's one of your favorite teachers. Um, do you have any other favorite teachers that you had in middle school that you remember? Oh, good question. Mrs. Swanson is just a pure gem of a human being. She's an excellent teacher and just such a good, kind person. Um, so she was my French teacher, but she also just ran a lot of great clubs. So um, I just finished knitting a friend a baby blanket. It was like, thank you, Mrs. Swanson, for teaching me to knit in knitting club. Um, I have this piece of this stool that I painted for my mom, um, like, many years ago um and now it is in my small studio apartment here because my parents didn't need it so furniture painting club also a big win um so i think mrs swanson was just yeah a, a lovely person and a great teacher and just a, a joy to be around but really i think every saint james teacher you couldn't go wrong so we had um me and grayson and i had miss swanson for sixth and seventh grade french and she just retired last year. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, she's just such a wonderful person. So. And and she still has like the club where kids paint the furniture. Oh, stuff. I love that. <laughs> Did you ever participate in um like, per se, band, chorus, or any of the theaters at St. James? I think I, I was in The Wiz. I'm not very musically inclined, unfortunately, but all of my friends were. So it was like, just join this to be with you. Um, so I was in The Wiz, very much in a background role for that though. And um, I think I was in The Harmonators. Is that a still a thing? That's like this. Again, I was not very good though. So it was like, just put me in the background, but that was the acapella group. Um, but yeah, definitely 
also a lot of incredibly musically talented people at St. James. I was not among them, but that is that has been a neat thing to see in a lot of my friends um, from St. James as they've grown up and continue to be very musically talented. So, yeah, me and Grace Ann, we're in like the acapella group kind of for ours, like for now, I guess it's called um, Forte, but it's oh, cool, like 12 girls in the middle school. Neat, neat, neat. Is, I guess she's called now probably Ms. Bradley. Is she still? Um, her name is now Ms. Martin, but yeah, she still works there. Okay. The lessons of friendship that you probably learned at St. James, how did you take those along with you throughout your life? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think perhaps part of having friends who you have had like the vast majority of your life is that expectation of like, once we're friends, we will just always be there. So I think that sense of loyalty, maybe, or just kind of the expectation of like, I will do whatever you need. And like, I will call you when I need you. Because that's, yeah, I think that idea of just like, being present for each other whenever you need each other is, is a big part of it. Um, and I think that comes partially from St. James just being such a like, holistic like loving place of just trying to always make sure that everyone feels loved and supported um but then also just from having friends for so long um the expectation really just becomes like I will support you in whatever you need and I think every yeah every friend I have from St. James I think really carries that with them um as sort of like a guiding a guiding principle for how they approach friendship that's super sweet to hear <laughs> Uh, what's um, your biggest, like, in general advice for people leaving St. James to go to high school do you think would help? Mm, good question. Um, I guess the first one would just be like, he, I, and I'm, you'll, I'm sure you'll do this if you want to, but yeah, keep your St. James friends close and just be really intentional about maintaining um, those friendships because they will just can carry you very far and be so so good for your heart for the rest of your life. Um, but I think also as you transition, I had a really hard time not being at St. James. It's like, why can't they just make a high school? I don't understand. Um, so <laughs> the transition to high school was a little rocky, but I think like having those friends, keeping those friends close is is a big value. And then also as you're adjusting to a new place, like give yourself time to, especially if you've been at St. James for, for a long time, it is a big change to go from being somewhere and then having to start all over again. Um, so give yourself time to adjust and feel whatever you're feeling about that transition. Um, but then also like be sure to ask questions and, and all that. Like there's no shame in being like, I'm overwhelmed and confused by this because and it's overwhelming and confusing to be in a new place sometimes, especially during the pandemic. So um, yeah, I guess allow yourself to just like ease into that and feel what you're feeling and hold your friends close while you're doing that. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast commemorating the 200th anniversary of the founding of St. James Academy. To learn more about St. James Academy, you can visit our website at stjamesacademy.org, and that saint is spelled out S-A-I-N-T. Or you can email us at info at stjamesacademy.org.